podcast 152, a Bayesian defending culture, was captured and framed in 19 chapters in publication 285 and verbalized in ISBN 9788967698305 In this academic setting, although I have confirmed that I have a cognitive bias towards things cultural, yet I have continued examining the intellectual and the arrangement of and relations between the elements of a Bayesian defending culture doctrine conscientiously for confirming as opposed to disconfirming evidence concerning no society can exist without preserving culture. Because of my 30 years as a media arts practitioner, I humbly suggest that one of the ways that this event was accomplished was to capture and frame a macro view of several specific cultural theoretian theories and their literary works in explicit detail through my lens as an author, cinematographer, media arts specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, podcaster, and publisher, the purpose, the nature, and the content of culture. Succinctly put, a Bayesian defending culture is likened to a critical literary lens working in tandem with my cognitive identity. This technique allowed me to observe through the research lens the behavior of global citizens acting out culture on one hand. Conversely, on the other hand, some of the said citizens who comported themselves as theoricians develop abstract ideas and a set of ideas about a particular subject in order to explain it and even on a line with any particular doctrine. This notion also comports itself like cultural studies since it constitutes a combination of academic disciplines in order to interact since converging into one activity and also drawing knowledge from many fields namely sociology, anthropology, psychology and economics. This nuance has created an ethos which has and will continue evolving especially in the area of interpretation. In addition, this analytical literary technique comports itself as a tool. When this tool is extended, it facilitates my academic ability in rationalizing findings in various opinions of experts, studies and writings and various reactions of global citizens. Concomitantly, because of these skills that I have acquired qualifies me to set in motion the mechanics of tone as a platform so that I can edify and enlighten global citizens within diverse jurisdictions. This preceding aforesaid summarized assertion aptly outlines my testimony 
which certainly created my intellectual appetite for research in contextualizing, recognizing, affirming, and proffering that no society can exist without preserving culture through the vehicle, a Bayesian defending culture. I became very nuanced in my thinking as well as immersed at the fact that the more that I navigated and investigated this topic, I became cognizant of the fact that Newton's third law, I quote, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, end quote, was discernible because my questions emerge, for example, whose culture is it anyway? And with why many writers, scholars, and other intellectuals speculate about how we can understand where we are going without understanding our past as advanced by Torah adventurers. Ostensibly, the responses to these two questions did not convey issues, but rather unequivocally without reservation confirm global citizens' lived experiences chronicle in the annals of history from cultural theoricians, literary works, as opposed to denying the past. In an attempt to answer these important questions, I have developed a level of consciousness concerning culture, since it is learned, communicated, preserved, and transferred culturally. What was very interesting that although a Bayesian defending culture is a theoretical cognition, which underpins this discourse, yet the same is perceived as a complex whole, according to Edward Tylor. Further to this point, there may be parallels or additional endeavors, which conceivably unearth findings because of my hypothesis. Plausibly, all things being considered is suggesting that a Bayesian defending culture is deeper and a more nuanced understanding may shed some awareness on what type of a cooperative collegiality relationship existing among the human race and culture since it appears that there is some type of an inseparably linked between humans and culture somehow reinforces my thesis. No society can exist without preserving culture, especially when the same is juxtaposed against John Fisk's argument. In Fisk's submission, he seems to be purporting for a culture to exist, it needs to have meaning to us. This is why these meanings can be produced, which is a constant and active process since our everyday lives' needs are changing fast. Fisk claims that for a production of a commodity, the ethnicity, class, gender doesn't matter, since our needs and daily wrong does not distinguish themselves from these qualities. What matters is what is popular, and what is popular is claimed by the people, whose needs and meanings dictate in the industrialization of products. Fisk, 1990, page 26. My analysis of Fisk's assertion helps me think and communicate with clarity 
which in turn helps us understand a Bayesian defending culture and providing me with a passion to grapple with the fact that no society can exist without preserving culture. I must confess that since the same seems to be an inescapable, certainly intrigue, my intellectual passions is what inspired me to proffer, examine, and explore a Bayesian defending culture, since it appears that humans and culture appears to be an inseparably linked. I must confess that as a result of this literary device as an author, cinematographer, media arts specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, podcaster, and publisher, I have discovered through investigations the significance how my skills have grown exponentially in the area of education and research in culture. This process now legitimizes my reasons for the genuine interest that I have cultivated in learning what culture is composed of, especially the underlying mechanisms of culture, relationship between culture and society, languages, social norms, and history within a context. Now that my story is contextualized in a very detailed way, explicitly, I am also very conscious of the fact that there were many factors which contributed to how culture is transmitted between individuals and can create change over time, authenticates my positive theory, a Bayesian defending culture, which is the vehicle that drives whether no society can exist without preserving culture. This nuanced behavior caused me to evaluate and decide upon preserving culture by incorporating all of the facets and work of humankind. This rhetoric is very relevant to my story in the context of Nagjere Subrer assertion. Subrer's asserted culture is a people's shared experience and in that context, India is a great example of preservation of culture. No other civilization has managed to keep past practice and artifacts intact as India has done. Subaru's point of view definitely added value to this research, especially when it was juxtaposed against Angel Hume's assertion. According to Hume, culture and its heritage reflect and shape values, beliefs, and aspirations, thereby defining a people's national identity. It is also important to preserve our cultural heritage because it keeps our integrity as a people. Hume's assertion helped me in shaping the underpinning of no society can exist without preserving culture ethos, since culture exudes from the cognitive and cognition of all global citizens, which is part of the process of defining their national identity. This thinking confirmed that there are many theories associated with culture relating to the habits, beliefs, and traditions of a people advanced by theoricians namely Edward Tylor, 
Who purports culture as a complex whole? David Gurten purports humans are perceived as complex. And Raymond Williams purports culture as the most complicated words in the English language. Presumably, Williams' consciousness has to do with the relationship existing between language and cultural conceptualizations, which establishes whether this culture was widespread and practiced among randomly selected countries, namely Africa, Asian, Caribbean, and Europeans, BC through AD. The similarities and uniqueness of this culture as practiced among these randomly selected countries, for example, culture appears to have become key in our interconnected world and is made up of so many ethnically diverse societies, but also riddled by conflicts associated with religion, ethnicity, ethnical beliefs, and essentially the elements which make up culture. De Rossi said, I quote, But culture is no longer fixed. If it ever was, it is essentially fluid and constantly in motion. End quote. This makes it so because it is difficult to define any culture in only one way. While change is inevitable, the past should also be respected and preserved. The United Nations has created a group called the United Nations Educational Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, to identify cultural and natural heritage and to conserve and protect it. Monuments, buildings and sites are covered by the group's protection according to the International Treaty, the Convention Concerning the Protection of the World Cultural and Natural Heritage. This treaty was adopted by UNESCO in 1972. In this setting, I wish to purport that because of the various views and opinions advanced by several cultural theoricians, I believe that what I have also unearthed or gleaned thus far is that this rhetoric will continue evolving especially since it exudes from the cognitive and cognition of global citizens and their identity across boundaries. Explicitly, a Bayesian defending culture has to do with the interaction of the various views and opinions advanced by several cultural theoricians, theories, which are very important theories and concepts, which help guided this research, which is applicable to the disciplines of the cultural studies. This line of reasoning concretizes no society can exist without preserving culture through the vehicle, a Bayesian defending culture. The proceeding was inferred because, antecedently, the same proved as a basis of my argument or inference, according to Miriam Webster. My premise is true, and conclusion was a true hypothesis of my thesis, because no society can exist without preserving culture. A Bayesian defending culture has confirmed through research that no society can exist without preserving culture. At the end of the day, in this academic setting, although I have confirmed that I have a cognitive bias towards things cultural, but continued to examine the intellectual 
and the arrangement of and relations between the elements of a Bayesian defending culture was conscientiously confirmed as opposed to disconfirmed evidence concerning no society can exist without preserving culture. This was accomplished by capturing and framing a macro view of specific cultural theoretian theories and their literary works in an explicit detail through my lens as an author, cinematographer, media art specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, podcaster, and publisher, the purpose, the nature, and the content of culture. A Bayesian defending culture is my passion, according to Fisk, to grapple with. No society can exist without preserving culture was captured and framed in a Bayesian defending culture in 19 chapters in publication 285 and verbalized in ISBN 978 978-978-9786-968-93-05.